This is Jermaine Health, the center to help you achieve wellness in both your brain and body. We endeavor to encourage cross-communication between health professionals for your health and well-being. We'll bring you topics on neuropsychology, neurobehavior, neuromusculoskeletal, neurogastro, the embodied project, metabolism, and microbiome, which are also some of the services that we provide. So today's podcast is the third in our head and neck series, and we'll be talking to you about the most common types of headaches that we see, as well as a few less commonly known ones. I have Sarah Lai with me today, so say hello, Sarah. Hello. So guys, if you haven't noticed, Sarah hasn't been featuring in the latest podcasts, as she's recently had spinal surgery. So before we continue, Sarah has kindly offered to tell us a little bit about her experience. Sarah, the mic is all yours. Hello, everyone. Uh, good to be back. Do we speak about my back during one of the back pain? Quite possibly when we had we talked about Spondy. If it was, if yeah. you were in it, it was Shermaine and I that may have mentioned yeah. you. <laughs> so basically, my upper body, my spine is falling off my pelvis pretty much. So what? Or was. I, or was. was yeah. Now is secured with titanium screws and rods. I've got six of them. Just been walking around like a, a block of wood. <laughs> won't be seeing me for a while maybe a month or so more to go okay. yeah any netflix recommendations dm me <laughs> are we have we started doing your rehab yet not yet uh surgeon review first week of april okay so, yeah so we get that coming out mm. perfect and then you're likely to be starting to do Work with us. When, yeah. Huh. Once he's lifted restrictions. So currently I'm told to take a, to go lie down after every 30 minutes of sitting, standing or walking, okay. whatever, which is very annoying yeah. to get anything done or to do anything. How long do you have to lie down for? He didn't say. So I, depending on how I feel. Okay. Yeah. These days I'm actually feeling quite good. So I've actually pushed it out a bit. Um, but I'm still quite diligent with letting my back rest, even though I don't feel like I need it. Just for like just to be safe, yeah. yeah. Which is a good idea. Mm. Better to not push it, because ideally we want you back at work, you know. <laughs> so we've got a physio back. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's me right now. <laughs> okay. Guys, before we get moving on with our podcast for today, we've got a quick disclaimer. None of what we're discussing today is to be taken as medical advice. And if you have any concerns, please do seek help from your healthcare practitioner. So let's get cracking. We've got a few that are the most common ones, and especially the ones that we see. We're going with the most commonly seen headache in general is the tension headache. For the most part, most people have experienced a tension headache or at least will experience a tension headache at least once in their lives. The best way to think of the tension headache or the best way it's described is a headband type of feeling, like a tight pressure all the way around your forehead, all the way extending backwards. Sometimes there's tightness in your jaw and in your neck as well. And for the most part, it's like the reason it's called tension headaches, it's stress-related. can be sometimes hormonal, but for the most part, it's either physical or emotional stress. So a lot of people that have clearly stressors in their lives is going to be the main thing but the other one is any people that have sustained positions we're talking about desk jockeys mostly yep uh and you know the phone posture where you're constantly head forwards looking down because 
with the associated muscle tightness in the head, neck, jaw, which leads to the headache. And this is one headache we can help with, obviously, to yep. assess your posture, release muscles that needs to be released, um, retraining. Adjust the spine. Yes. As yeah. A, as a straight chiral course. <laughs> I'm all about the muscles. <laughs> the occasional crack crack over here. Jokes, guys. <laughs> We're not that kind of chiros. Yeah. Um, um, the other one that we always have to make sure about with people with tension headaches is that we do address the stress part for them. So whether this is going through exercises like we've been doing with a few of you guys, practicing the TRE thing, or whether it's just addressing what may be your stressor and trying to see if we can monitor, like maintain it or decrease the stress levels that you're feeling. So include this. this may include sometimes just picking something that helps you relax, like it, making sure you do it continue, like not continuously, but at least once a day for a said amount of time just to help you unwind. That's also one of the main things that we also address in tension headaches. We've always pretty much always got to make sure we cover that one or the shallow breathing. So I'm pretty sure that you guys have been exposed to us pretty much picking on most of you for saying you don't breathe, you don't breathe, or you're breathing, you're not breathing into your belly. Um, this is another reason that we do tend to call it out because if you're breathing through your shoulders and Sarah's just point, it's at pointing at shoulders, she's not speaking up, she's, <laughs> she's, she's preferring to show her shoulders and just point to me. So these are Sarah's movements. So it's, you carry all your tension, you're already carrying your tension to begin with with all your stresses for the most part and then trying to breathe up through there, you're just adding more stresses so the headache just compounds rather than trying to release we don't want you guys doing that and again if you've got sustained positions at work it all contributes and Sarah you can definitely pipe up here because I just feel like I've talked for the last <laughs> four minutes uh so Straight. <laughs> for those people especially for those who sit at the desk I don't know about you guys when I start working on something like subconsciously Sometimes I catch myself with my shoulders up to my ears. And oh, yeah, I do it's just, too. just a matter of, like, taking notice and being more self-aware and just, you know, relax. Take a deep if, breath. You, if, if you have Shemaine around, she has a tendency to walk up to you and push your shoulders. <laughs> it's good to have someone on, like, shoulder monitoring in your office. Take turns. <laughs> Pretty much it. Everyone if, wins. If, if you've been told by us that you have shoulder, that you keep raising your shoulders when you're under stress, yeah, just just... Get your, get your little mate that's next door to your desk and stuff. Go, if you ever see my shoulders go up, come up and push them down. Just, <laughs> just, just like push them down for them. And return the favour. Moving on, guys. We've got what we call another one that's a common one with us. It sort of leads or is similar to the tension one, and it's a cervicogenic, oh, my God, I can't even pronounce the word, cervicogenic headache. And in this case, it means it's of neck origin. Um, cervico, cervico relates to the cervical spine, so which is pretty much your neck, and genitals just means of the origin. So that's that's another one that we fairly commonly see, and again, very much related to sustained positions. So as Sarah was just saying before, desk workers, you've also got a lot of labourers that tend to have sustained positions. Oh, people who look up. Yeah, I was just about to say painters and electricians very heavily have issues with this and for the most part it can become very chronic and very quickly and they experience they can experience 
aches and pains all the way up into their head as well as down into their shoulders. So we're looking at a lot of referred pain. For the most part, again, it's very similar. The treatments are very similar. So it's either addressing the postures, giving exercises and stuff to help strengthen the areas or help release some of the areas. So that you release the areas of tightness, strengthen the areas that are weak. Especially if somebody's got their head continuously backwards, it means for the most part the front muscles of their neck are going to be weak. Yeah. yeah, and the ones at the back are going to be nice and tight. So anytime they try to tilt their head back forwards, it's going to either increase pain for them or it's going to be extremely difficult. So they feel like they're literally trying to pull up a ton. Because remember, your head pretty much most of the time weighs about six to eight kilos, just depending on the person. Your brain. Yeah, pretty much. Of your brain. And your bones. And your bones. Don't be so mean. Sometimes it's your bones. It's, it's like I'm I've got a small head, so it's fine. I think I've got a heavy head. <laughs> I, know if, I, I know that I've got issues with the cervicogenic. Um, Charmaine's called me out a few times for I have... I tilt backwards, so my suboccipitals get tight. Uh-huh. Um, so me going forwards is a tough ask sometimes. So that that one I am aware of. But, yes, again, similar sort of treatment options, adjustments do help, postural, postural changes or addressing the posture does help, exercises, all of that. Again, you're going to be looking at the occasional heat packs if you really want to. It, Just for really. Yeah, pretty much. This, this yeah. is pretty much it. So they overlap. Those those two tend to overlap fairly significantly. Occasionally you do get a little bit of um, eye pain with the cervicogenic headaches. Again, that's more often than not because of the f- referral patterns. And the same, it presents again a lot of the time with reduced motion of the neck. And predominantly that is, again, because of the sustained posture that most people hold. So they'll whatever posture they've pretty much been holding their neck in is the one that their neck will be happily to go into, but anything in the opposite directions is going to be the one, yeah, and it'll be limited Mm. for the most part. Occasionally, cervicogenic overlaps with torticollis type of symptoms as well. Right neck. Um, Yep, right neck. Again, slightly different because it goes with the Rhinex more related to your sternocleidoid mastoid muscle, your SCM. I'm thinking of origin to insertion, guys, and I'm calling out a few different areas. It's the big muscle at the front of your neck. Yeah, the one that looks like it runs diagonally across your neck. That's the one that's usually related to – that's the one that's usually aggravated in Rhinex or torticollis. But again, the symptoms have a tendency to present very similarly. I used to get them. Rhinex? Uh, yeah, torticollis. A very big exam. Yeah? Yeah, in high school. I think. There you go, stress related. Stress, yeah. <laughs> Most people, I've seen it recently, the same with cervicogenic, they, both of them again together, is air cons. When they've got air cons directly on them, muscle spasm. And then the other one is having said having the so they've had a shower, gone to bed, but had the window open. Uh-huh. Next morning, most of the time, unable to move their necks. Same sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, so TCM. Yeah. Muscle, yeah, muscles of spasm, and that's it. They're the ones that get you get the quickest phone calls. Granted, these things pass with time. So the, the right next torticollis, whichever way you want to call it, they're a self limiting condition. So they calm down by themselves a lot of the time tension headaches are the same cervicogenic is 
just dependent on what the prob- what the cause of it is. If it's a vertebral one, for the most part, okay, it w- it's not a self-limiting. It does need to be addressed. If it's a muscular issue, sometimes it will calm down by itself. Can, can it be discogenic, so disc-related? Yeah. Yep, yep. Anything, any of the tissues relating to the neck. So it can be ligaments, joints, nerves, arteries. All of them can be potential culprits. I did, clearly, we don't want the arteries involved in this thing. The cervical nerve roots occasionally get trapped in the muscles, so more often than not, it's a more of a muscular issue than anything else, unless, yes, of course, it's a disc or... Causing the... Yeah, it's either a disc causing it yeah. or if it's there's arthritic changes in the spine, then, yes, again, they can be causing... Ca- catching on the nerves or pressing on them for the most part, and then what we more often see, it's a straight sort of thing, yeah. yeah. And this is one of those, this is the, this is the headache, well, tension headaches and cervicogenic headaches. If you're a straight chiro, this is pretty much your bread and butter. So these are the ones that most people, most chiros will pretty much be addressing with just the adjustment and that's it. And going, all right, sweet, this will be fine. And it, it is, but it's relatively well documented that, yeah, this is one of those ones that does relieve with an adjustment. Here at JH, we, you, we, you guys all know that this is not what we just do, but it's one of those ones that a lot of chiros will just do an adjustment and and just go, yep, the rest will clear. Moving on from there, guys, we've got another common one, which you we should all probably heard of, we've got the migraine. So this one's more commonly seen in females, mm. and it's believed to have a hormonal link. Not saying that males don't get it because we do have a few males here in the clinic actually that do have migraines, that do suffer from migraines. So, again, not one of those ones that we can rule out and just go, yep, guys, you you don't have, you don't suffer from migraines, so it's going to be something else. Yeah. But it's thought to have a hormonal link. And the reason they say this is because women, it's usually seen in the younger years, so when they're premenopausal. Um, usually women, once they've gone past menopause, it, stops. It, sent, yeah, it tends to either decrease or stop entirely. So that's why there's the research, they believe that there's a hormonal link to it. Mm. Um, so it can be quite debilitating. Um, I know people who have had to like just take time off work, hide in a dark room, just to wait it out pretty much. Yep, we see it here as well. There's usually two types of forms. There's ones that are with an aura and there's another one that's without an aura. So an aura is sort of, it's something that comes before the main symptoms and it's usually they'll see like blinking lights in front of them or they'll see something colors. like moving patterns yeah. and or colours or anything of the sort or they'll just get a vibe coming through. Um, that's what they talk about with an aura. Not everyone has them. The aura is the one that give a heads up. So some people that know that they have the aura migraines will automatically start taking precautionary measures so that it doesn't hit or they'll start trying to take anything or know what usually how to calm it down before it hits the big symptoms. So for the most, like Sarah said, with the debilitating, we're talking about nausea here. We're talking about sometimes vomiting sensitivity to lights and sounds is a big one so like Sarah said go hiding out into a dark room that's a very common thing that most people will do especially if, if they're going through that migraine stage where it's actually already hit 
it can last all the way up from four hours, if not a couple of days. And again, this is where it becomes very debilitating, especially if you need to work. Like Sarah said, it's very difficult to try and work, especially in pretty much any 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 field, because you've got bright lights almost everywhere, and you, you can't avoid noise unless you you're working. Concentrate with no. the headache. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm. The worst thing is they don't really know for sure what actually triggers a migraine. They people speculate, you know, stress food related changes to the weather lack of sleep they're all really just different stresses really to our body um yeah and that's usually again one of the most common treatments to to it so again it's the stress part that we address same as what we do here so okay we remove we help for the most part remove any of the muscular tensions and any of the other as much as we can the neuromuscular tension that we can from the body that's what we assist with as much as we can and then we try, occasionally if the people don't know what their stresses are, like their triggers, I should say, rather than their stressors, we try to go through what they may have done that particular day or what they may have eaten that day or the days prior to it to see if we can find a trigger. Like that's a common one for um, people that suffer yeah. from migraines. So like common triggers with migraines that are known is again we said stress so certain foods we're talking here i know peanut butter is a stressor for a lot of people red wine's a stressor for a lot of people dark chocolate is a stressor for a lot of people yeah all the good stuff i know <laughs> i know it's like god i don't suffer from migraines because i'd be in a lot of trouble or i'd be just going all right i give up i'm just gonna have a migraine for the rest of my life <laughs> just continue on like yep in your dark cave <laughs> pretty much yeah the, the height up and granted in my in my unit all, all the all the uh, all the windows are always closed so it does look like a dark cave at least those are the common stresses and again lack of food can sometimes do it and lack of sleep and a lot of the time unfortunately with the migraine headaches it's continuous like it's a vicious cycle because as much as you want to sleep sometimes the pain of the headache doesn't allow you to sleep so those ones that's that sort of becomes a vicious cycle for the most part most people that suffer from migraine headaches are actually on medication of some sort I'm not sure if it's a daily medication. No idea. Yeah, so some, some sometimes, guys, we're going to be honest, we don't know sometimes the medications. Like I, I've got an idea of some of the meds that are used for migraine headaches, but everyone's different. Some people use meds, some people don't. And, again, some like Sarah and I just both said, we're not sure if they're meds that are taken on a daily basis to prevent or if they're meds taken whenever the whenever they start feeling a migraine coming on or a migraine on. That's as much as we can tell you about migraines, or at least that we know or we see. Next one is not one that we see, or at least I haven't seen one yet. I don't think I want to see one from what we learned about it in uni. It is, it's a rarer headache, but it's an important one as well because it's a vicious one. It's called a cluster headache, more commonly seen in men and by far more commonly seen in men, usually about 20 to 40 years of age. But this is one that's, it comes in clusters, so it occurs once or several times every day for a few weeks to a few months. So that's why they call them in clusters. But it's one of those headaches that when we were taught, taught, taught about it in uni, 
It's one of those ones that you wanted to pretty much bash your head against the wall. That's how excruciating. Yeah, that's how excruciating it is for the for the most part for the males. It's usually one sided, and it can typically last between about fifteen minutes to three hours. So imagine that pain centered pretty much around one side of your head. Do we know why? I can't remember off the top of my head why the cluster headaches occur. I just remember it being. Just remember it being taught as the headache that most men occasionally suffer from and it's the one that they just want to bash their head up against the wall just because of the severity of it. Again, it's a rarer one and I we haven't seen, at least I haven't seen it here in JH. I don't think Shemaine has either, but it's just one to be aware of as well. It's not necessarily a a medical emergency, but it's one of those ones that it will feel, because of its severity, it can strike a worry in yeah. someone, yeah. We're looking for your normal sinusitis one is a very common one for <laughs> Melbourne, especially Melbourne, I'm going to say, yeah. these days. With all our, like a head cold kind of headache? Not just a head cold because it's, it's one that's more related to allergies and stuff as well. So it can feel all stuffy through your head can actually start wearing you down as well. So this is one of those headaches that starts wearing people down, makes them feel tired, makes the whole head feel heavy. For the most part, it's more frontal related, so not so much at the back of the head. Um, so tension headaches are often more seen front and back. Cervicogenic, again, seen more front and back. Migraines are seen, for the most part, one-sided to the eye eye part clusters are again more sided one side to the head of the head with the eye sinusitis can be both sides but it's front it's the sinus is yeah. at the front of yes, the head yes 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 yep that's pretty much it um a lot of the time it is if you move your head so if you move your head backwards it's more comfortable but if you move your head forwards that's where people feel a lot more of the pain on because of that rush and that feeling so you do see a lot of people go, all right, something's wrong, I'm feeling stuffy, or they'll have blocked noses a lot of the time. That's the sinusitis hitting. Unfortunately, this is one of those ones that occasionally does need antibiotics because it's it can become an infection. Hmm. And then, yeah, it can lead to further, if ideally yeah, you want to get, yeah, a lot of people do have it surgically addressed to either enlarge the areas. So that they can clear the, the mucus, yep. essentially, from the sinuses. Yeah. Yeah. We do occasionally little lymphatic drainage on the sinuses to help relieve some of the symptoms. The other thing that we often recommend would be like your saline sprays to try and yep, to try yeah. and clear all the all this all that fluid that you put in through one, one nose. One nose. And you have, it goes all the way through all the sinuses and comes out your other nose. It's a really weird feeling. Yeah, have you done I have, it? Have yeah, done it. <laughs> I have done it. I have done it. I think the brand's called Fess and it's really weird. It's so uh, Especially if you do it properly. I, I, I was struggling for the first part, but when you do it properly, it's just oh, like, okay. One flash and I'm like, nope. <laughs> no. I've done it a few times. It does help. Don't get me wrong. It does help. But it, it's a very trippy sensation. I also know with the sinusitis to be very careful. My sinuses, when they're very bad, so I do suffer from sinusitis, chronic ones. For the most part, I leave it and try to deal with it with the sprays and stuff like that or the drainage. Um, but occasionally it does flare up and when I know it's bad is when I'm trying to walk and it's hitting my tooth. 
So my, my, my sinus fluid sometimes hits the root of my, of my teeth. Um, and then I get, and I have my freakouts of going, Oh, do I need a root, do I need a root canal? And I had a couple, I had a freakout a few years ago where I was, I got to the point where I was Googling my symptoms. So it was coming up with root canal and it was coming up with sinusitis. It was sinusitis was looking like the better one, but root canal was at the back of my mind just, just because of the severity. I don't do dentists, guys. I don't do docs, but I don't do dentists either. <laughs> so you know it's bad when I go to a dentist. I booked in with a dentist and the dentist took x-rays and said, no, everything's fine. Uh, you need to go see GP for antibiotics. I was like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I could have saved myself some one some money and I could have saved myself going to a dentist. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it can get sometimes chronic and can actually hit the nerve roots as well. So if you hear, sometimes have a blocked nose and then you start having tooth pain, um, yeah, that can be a sign of sinusitis as well. They're the big ones that we most commonly see. And now we've got the one that we just want you to more be aware of, which is what we call the thunderclap headache. This is a warning sign that you start looking out for. And this is the headache that you've never had before, or at least not severity-wise, or it's changed in pattern for you, whether it's an increase in the severity or frequency, or it's of sudden onset and it's progressively worsening so we're talking relatively fast progressively worsening um this is the one that you this is a warning sign this is something that i say to get checked out like this is, this is, yeah this is this is it, gp at the bare minimum but this is one that you don't leave lying around hmm. if it's getting if if it's like a headache that you've never had before for severity and it's just suddenly come on i would probably recommend ed but this is again not, not medical. Not I, it's a seek medical help as soon as you can, more or less. But this is the one. This is just the warning signs to be very aware of. It's usually related to an aneurysm. The change in the patterns is occasionally referred to for the tumors. Brain tumors is the one they're looking for. But again, aneurysms is the most common one when it comes to the sudden onset, severe onset of pain. That it can also be associated with loss of consciousness. So if you start losing consciousness, that's an that's an medical emergency. This is no longer a GP situation. This is a, a please please go see someone. go go see go someone go seek emergency help. And of course, if you see, if you're having a fever as well, if you're having neck pain and fevers, again, that's another one. Oh, I think one neck pain's the big one for for. for the thunderclap head. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, neck uh, neck pain as in at the back of your neck. But again, if you've got neck pain and fevers, can also be meningitis. So another one, which yeah, is it's, also it's, again, it's, it's another urgent. one that you want to be, yeah, seek medical attention as soon as you can, sort of thing. But just the take home message is the headache that you've never had before, or sudden onset, never had one like this before. Go get yourself checked. Don't try to slip it off, guys. No, better safe than sorry. Pretty much, and guys, that's it with our headaches for with our headaches podcast. So if you like what we're presenting, please give us a thumbs up, a like, or share it with one other person whom you think we may be able to help. For those of you who are coaches, dancers, or athletes and may find difficulty with expressing or executing movement patterns, 
please do connect with us on our website, www.germainhealth.com.au. And Germain Health is spelled J-U-R-M-A-I-N-E, health, H-E-A-L-T-H. Or please socialize with us on our Facebook, which is Germain Health, and our Instagram, which is Germain Health Body. And last but not least, since this podcast is made for you, our clients, patients, and fans, do let us know what else we might like to hear about. And that's it for us today, I've got guys. See you. See you.